Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Speaking of 77 WABC, our radio station was located directly above Penn Station. And I spent a lot of time at Penn Station, not only traveling from there, but visiting a lot of the shops. And Penn Station has a special place in my heart. That's why I am just dumbfounded at the stupidity of the plan that got Governor Hochul seems to be insisting on sticking with for the future of Penn Station. You might have read about it. You might have heard about it. There have been rallies in opposition to what the state is planning. The plan, which Governor Hochul supports, which was actually conceived by Governor Andrew Cuomo, would generate money for improvements by allowing construction of large office buildings. Now, opponents are questioning the plan's viability. The primary developer, Vornado, recently backed away and and says he's not going to erect these big skyscrapers because demand for office space dropped following the pandemic. There was a state Senate hearing on this proposal uh, chaired by Senator Leroy Comrie on Friday, and he is declaring the Cuomo Hochul plan to fund New York's share of the $7 billion Penn Station rehab dead. I think Comrie was saying what we all know to be true. This Cuomo Hochul scheme is too complicated and it's no longer viable. The Empire State Development Corporation was a no-show for this very hearing. It is impossible to understand what the plan is at this point. It is needlessly complex and I think the time has come for a new plan. So while the MTA has done their best to upgrade their half of Penn Station, the half that's used by NJ Transit and Amtrak remains a pit with two short tracks and low ceilings. And Leroy Comrie said that Penn must be fixed, such as making all 21 tracks long enough to accommodate 12 car trains. And he said during the hearing he had seen other plans. What are those plans? They have to be better than this corpse that Governor Hochul seems to be sticking with at this point. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. You ever use those flushable wipes? My wife swears by these. She loves them. And I don't like them. I don't like them because they're not really flushable. In fact, I don't think they should even be called flushable wipes. I have heard from so many plumbers and people that work for buildings and people that work for superintendents and other folks about the plumbing problem that these flushable 
Impossible Wipes cause. They may do great in terms of keeping your butt clean, but they're not great when it comes to clogging sewer pipes. And as utilities nationwide struggle with keeping disposable wipes from clogging pipes, one New Jersey lawmaker actually wants to ban this non-flushable wipe entirely. State Senator Joe Cryan, Union County Democrat whose day job is running the Middlesex County Utilities Authority, he calls these wipes the bane of the industry. He said if you want one of the worst jobs in the world, be the guy who has to go stand in five feet of stuff and take those wipes off the screen that are meant to clean outflow. It happens way too often. So his bill to ban the products, which he introduced on Monday, is the industry's worst nightmare. The bill would ban the sale of non-flushable wipes in New Jersey, with businesses facing fines of up to $10,000 for a first offense. Businesses could also be held financially liable for damages caused by flushed wipes. It would go into effect six months after being signed. There is some opposition to this. Some people are saying that they're unaware of any widely available wipe alternatives other than old-fashioned washcloths. So if you have a baby, like we do in our house, what are you supposed to do? Well, what we do with the baby wipe is we throw them away. I think maybe the responsible thing is rather than go down the legislative route, maybe people can start throwing these wipes away if they're specifically non-flushable. Also, even if these wipes claim that they are flushable, they're not always flushable. So we're talking about two different types of wipes here. Those that claim to be flushable and those that claim to be non-flushable. I'm skeptical of both of them. We'll see where this goes. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. If you are a New York State resident and an attorney who has been admitted to the New York State Bar for at least 10 years, why not throw your hat into the ring to be New York's new top judge? Finally, the process to select and confirm a new chief judge of the New York State Court of Appeals, the number one judge in New York State, is continuing. The deadline to submit applications to be the state's next chief judge is tomorrow. But the Times Union, the big Albany newspaper up there, is reporting that fewer people have asked for consideration than expected. I don't know what's going to happen here, but I think it would be such a hoot if you are a lawyer and you care about New York State and you've been in admitted to the bar for 10 years, why not apply? What do you have to lose by applying to become the next chief judge of the New York State Court of Appeals? Obviously, this is an opening that is only an opening because the state Senate torpedoed the nomination of Justice Hector LaSalle, which is a real shame. He would have done a great job in this role. And I hope that whomever the governor selects next is similarly competent. It's not clear whether the Commission on Judicial Nomination, which is also reconsidering 41 initial applications, might consider extending its deadline today. We'll see, but there are very few people that have actually submitted an application, so your chances are pretty good. What do you have to lose? I think one of the reasons you're seeing very few qualified judges throw their hat into the ring is because in light of the very public political fight that surrounded the LaSalle nomination, a lot of judges don't necessarily want to go through that. They don't want to have every decision they've ever written parsed six ways from Sunday and have their whole life turned upside down only to be rejected by the Senate. If you're a lawyer, I hope you'll throw your hat in the ring. The more good applicants we get, the better the whole state of New York is going to be. Beam me up. To be continued. 
other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. New York One is reporting that Manhattan Borough President Mark Levine and New York City Councilmember Keith Powers said they have come up with ideas to prevent scaffolding from staying up across the borough for extended periods of time. Now, I'm not exactly sure of the viability of their ideas and what they have specifically come up with, but I will tell you this. The scaffolding that is all over Manhattan is just awful. It is the worst eyesore in the world. There are over 4,000 of these sheds in Manhattan alone. According to the borough president, if you line them up, it would go from here to Montreal. On average, they're out there for eight months each. There's hundreds. There's over 200 that have been there for five years. And this is a blight on neighborhoods. The bottom line is the work to fix the facades has to be done more quickly. And once the work is done, the scaffolding ought to come down. As I understand their proposal, building owners would be given financial support to get their repair work done if they can't afford to do so. The city would also cut delays caused by the permitting process. At the same time, they're proposing tougher penalties for buildings that fail to complete the work in a timely manner and creating changes to scaffold inspection routines. No legislation has been formally introduced yet, so at this point it's really just an idea. But I applaud them for at least proposing something. I have said for years that if I was a council member from Manhattan, this is all I'd be working on. I mean, it's awful for tourism. It's awful for quality of life. The one good thing about it is when it rains or snows, at least you're covered because of the scaffolding. But that minor benefit doesn't outweigh the awful eyesore this is. Beam me up. To be continued. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.